This is Kendrick Bailey, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. Let's get it. Do you want to get live with me? Do you really want to ride with me? I'm in the club, baby, grind on me. Do you want to get live with me? Do you want to get live with me? Do you really- Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Into Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And by season four in our 300 and something episode, I would just hope you say it with me, I am your Sherpa. Because like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never up me. It's about who's entering. So who's entering the ring today? You can find this person attached to the newly found PWA. That's right, Pro Wrestling Altered. He is a graphic designer. He's a booker. He's a storyteller. He is Kendrick Bailey. What's going what's, on? What's up, man? How you been? I've been um, just trying to get everything organized with this whole this new wrestling venture thing that I got going on. October 8th, New Jersey, PWA Presents Work. And you're going to be there. I am going to be there. And it's funny because, like, the – just like seeing the poster and stuff like that get passed uh-huh. out and stuff. I saw it and I was like, yo, I'm just excited because my boys were on the show, right? So Pure Rick yeah, yeah, yeah. as well as Sicken, who not a lot of people know uh, is my trainer. Actually, everybody who paid attention to this podcast knows that he's my trainer. Um, but like you had all these people on there that I've known, PJ Savage, who's also been on this uh-huh. podcast before. So you've had all these people come on the show or are going to be attached to the show. And I was like, yeah, there's no doubt I wouldn't share the show because – all my friends are attached to it. So I was like, right, yeah. let me go ahead and put this out there. <laughs> but how did you get into the wrestling game? Like, I'm just curious about that. So it's actually funny because, like, um, this was, like, right, like, the night after WrestleMania 31, um, I, like, started getting on Google and, like, I was like, yo, I really got to make this wrestling thing happen, like, right now. And, like, I was Googling different places, and I actually came across your trainer, Sickened. And, you know, eventually, like, later in that year, it was around, like, June-ish, maybe July, like, I met up with him for the first time. And, like, you know, he, like, had me run the ropes, had me take bumps, had me do all that. And, like, yeah, that was what my first day of training was, was, like, learning from him and like I did I learned a lot from him actually uh yeah I mean I've always sort of like been into wrestling or whatever you know like when I was younger I, I would watch it like I remember being like four or five years old watching it but like I never knew that there was anything outside of like a WWE or whatever until like maybe like 2014 2015 no, it's funny, though, because, like, for a long period of time, see, for me, like, I'm a lot older in the game where, like, long, longer in the tooth, I guess people could also say. Uh, just telling you guys, I'm old. Anyway, but I remember a time when there was, like, WCW, ECW, and WWE. Uh-huh. And when WCW and ECW got bought by WWE and there was no other wrestling, I could see because, like, for a while there, next to, like, Ring of Honor, if you were paying attention to it or Impact, uh-huh. right, if you were watching, like, TNA back in the day, then you kind of knew like of some other wrestling stuff going on, but really for the right. longest time, from like two thousand three to like more like two thousand two, all the way to like 2014, 2015, before like 
you know, Kenny Omega like started really coming along with New Japan mm-hmm. and bringing it with him. You really didn't know anything else out that was out there, like not on the mainstream wise, right? Now everybody, right, yeah. there's a lot of people who would be like, "Well, there was like OVW and SCW, and you know, you had some of your other channels." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah," but not everybody paid attention to wrestling that hardcore. And so, right. like, but it's also weird too to think about that. Like, the the more you dig into it, the more you start to find like of uh, like other promotions out there that you're like, "Oh, I'm." Mm-hmm. I could be interested in that promotion. I might have to go check that out. Right, yeah. So, like, what do like, you... Right, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, right after... It's funny that you had said that, because, like, I ain't... I had never been to, like, independent promotion either, and, like, uh, Sicken was the reason why I went to that, and, like, I I worked security in my first show, and, like, I mean, that was my introduction and, like, getting to see, you know, the guys do what they do, like, see how they put their matches together and whatnot. Like, that was all, like, a foreign concept to me. Yeah. It is It is weird when you, like, sit back and you're, like, listening to other people. I know it's been funny because, like, I've heard other people talk about, uh, like, I had one person, I forget who it was, was telling about how their little brother was asking about, can I just listen to you call your match? And I was like, it mm. is such a weird concept to me but it's also like one that's like yeah you should be doing that like if you want to learn how to put a match mm-hmm. together or if you want to learn the concepts of like the, a good story to tell inside of a ring of course you're going to want to like listen to other people call the match because they're going to give you some insights that you probably didn't know about and i i do like that and there's something i've talked to um like i talked to sicken about too a couple times and i still reach out to him and talk to him about wrestling like all the time because mm-hmm. i'm like hey you know, X, Y, Z, what would I do in this kind of situation? What should I think about in this situation? It's always kind of fun to get, like, feedback from him, especially about, like, what's happening uh, mm-hmm. whenever I'm just, not really when it's live, but when he, like, watches back some of my matches and stuff like that and gives his pointers of what he would have done or what he what he liked and what he done like. Mm-hmm. So what do you, um, what, what made you think that, like, man, PWA has got to be the move? Like, what what inspired this whole thing to kind of launch off where you're like after WrestleMania, like this, this is it. Let's, let's put it together. Let's get this whole thing lined up. And how long have you been working on PWA? Uh, I mean, so, I mean, when I first like started training or whatever, I had it in my head, like I wanted to do wrestling. Like I wanted to wrestle for other people, but then also wanted something that like I myself made something that, like, I could help, like, I guess, elevate and, like, build talent and whatnot. Like, let them tell their stories. And so, like, it's always been in my head. But I remember last summer, like, I was sitting and I was talking to my girl about it. And I was like, you know, like, I, I've, I've, I've sat and I've tried to put together, like, a card a hundred times. Like, I've had all these different ideas, these different stories and whatnot. And, like, she kind of just told me, like, hey, like, you know, like, if you want to do it, like, just do it. And I was like, yeah, like, it sounds like, you know what I mean? Like, that's easier said than done, but, like, I was like, okay, like, yeah, that makes sense. And then had to have been, like, earlier this year is, like, when I really started putting the pieces together. And I was like, okay, realistically speaking, like, if I were to put together this card, who would I have on it? What what do I want the matches to be like? Like, what story do I want to tell? And then... I don't know, like, stuff happened. I reached out to some people, uh, and we started, like, putting this thing together. And, like, 
I, I it still feels like I have a while to go before this show actually is gonna happen. But like, I mean, this month has flown by. It just feels like it's gonna be here before I even know it. Yeah, and that's the that's the one thing too is that like you want to get with people and kind of network and stuff like that. And it's mm. one that you had just mentioned, right? Like you just started connecting with different people and trying to figure it out. And then next thing you know, like you start to see like the 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 fruits of your labor start to get put together, right? Like yeah. different people like, yeah, I'm available on that day or this person's available. And then you get that person booked and you bring that person on. And then, you know, you start building up this like this card and you're like, all right, cool. So then you start thinking like the bigger picture of like where, who's going to wrestle who. And, you know, like you said, like what, what's the story between that? How do we make it spin? Like this, this character and that character, are they going to work fluidly together? Is this going to mm-hmm. be kind of a brash? Does this person and that person have heat in another in like in another company? Like you're always trying to figure yeah. out like all the little things, like the crazy things that are like going on, like inside like the the wrestling world, but then also like in the drama side of wrestling world. Which, mm-hmm. as a professional, like there are probably going to be some people who have some issues, but they'll get over yeah. it, work together, and then they're going to try to put on the best card, our best matches they can. But it's just it's funny to think about like. Dang man, like how does this person and that person how they're gonna work together? <laughs> and like, I mean, like I would I would I've sat in I guess a couple of creative meetings, if you would call them that. Like I've seen like how different companies put together their matches and like I've seen like like just their I guess their idea of like what they want their company to be. And I mean, like that's good for them. It's good for you know, however it is that they want to do it, but like I guess my main thing is, like, as cliche as it sounds, I do want to be different from everything else that, like, we've been seeing. Like, yeah, you could go here and you could see, like, a really good match. And, yeah, you could go here and you could see, like, a really good this and a really good that. But, like, I I just want my focus to be more on, like, the stars, like, the, the wrestlers telling their stories, whether it be through, I guess, them wrestling or through them talking or through them doing whatever. Like, I just want – I want to give – the people a place to you know show like who they are no and that's important though is that especially like you want you want these guys who are going to put on like show a show for you right and to bring back yeah fans, right because at the end of the day let's be real like we're just putting on a and i'm sorry to pull the curtain back for some of you guys we're putting on mm-hmm. a show for people right and we want them to come back you want to give them a reason to come back and enjoy whatever it is that they're doing and it's always unique to hear like the aspect of people who are talking between like when their faces and they're talking to their heels, right? And they're trying to determine how this match is gonna roll or how they're gonna move. And it's always fun mm. to see like the the ball get put together and then you can see like the bigger show work out. But then more importantly, you also gonna have to hope that like the people who are you're putting the, the the people on the show that they kind of understand where their place is on the card because sometimes mm. You know, everybody's like, oh, I'm going to go and put And we all want to put on the best match that we can. But everybody, not everybody can be like, Shawn Michaels can be the show. Yeah. Like, they can't be the showstopper. Like, that's not happening. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was telling certain people, because, I mean, like, some people know, like, because we haven't really, like, announced a bunch of matches yet. But, like, some people know their matches and whatnot. And they know, like where it is, then I'm going to have the match on the card. And some of them understand, and then some of them, it kind of gave me a little bit of a hard time about it. But I was just like, hey, like, like 
I have a vision for everyone. Like I picked everyone specifically for this. It's like it's it's really one of those things where you kind of just have to trust the process where sometimes like it doesn't always pay off. Like sometimes maybe a promoter might not have anything for you. But like more often than not, like it really is just a waiting game. And also you want you want people to make sure that like they one that they're heard, right? To they're like, hey man, like I don't have anything for you right now. But you would yeah. also hope that that person is going to come to you and be like, all right, cool. Well, if you don't got anything for me, can I pitch this idea? And they're coming to you and then mm-hmm. you both can work. Because maybe, you know, maybe you don't have anything for that person, but that person can be like, well, does that person got anything going on? No, cool. Can we run mm-hmm. a story with that person? And this is how we can entangle it. And then once you determine, like, what you got for me afterwards, then we can kind of, like, unwind it and then just let, let bygones be bygones and keep rolling on with the story. But I think it's important that people work collaboratively when it comes to like, mm-hmm. especially working in a wrestling promotion and pitch ideas. Like, I think that's a problem I had uh, recently at, at a promotion that I used to work at. Um, and I got along with everybody there. And that was the one thing that a lot of people told me to like, man, like we really like you. You know, you're a great person. Mm-hmm. And one person told me that I was way too nice and I would never pitch ideas because I was like, yo, they got me. They'll figure it out. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I, kept mm-hmm. pushing, I kept thinking that. And I was like, oh, no, they they don't have anything for me because they want to use other people in other places. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess I'm just kind of here, uh, just a body for people. And I was like, and I just kept kind of getting flushed to the back, even though everybody was like, yo, we really like you. Keep coming back. Keep working for us. I'm like, cool. And finally, I was just at the point where I was like, you know what? Like, I, I, I. I ended up moving. I like. I, it's not like I didn't like the promotion. I still. I'm still friends with them. I still think they're a great promotion. I just. Mm-hmm. I ended up moving, <laughs> and like now I'm like, all right, I'm going to take the lessons that I had from the Mid Atlantic and start applying them to the Northeast and start trying to really push for things. Right, like um, reach out to other promoters and talk to them and, and see what they're looking for, and if maybe I can fit in, or maybe if I'm just looking for, uh, you know, another place to. Just kind of go train at or a place to just mm-hmm. a place that's having a weekly show where i can go on there and just kind of get reps in like there's all sorts of things that i'm looking for and now i'm like mm-hmm. all right let me just start showing up and start helping and get my name out there so people know like one i'm not here just to be like hey let me take your money no it's more of me like hey let me help you push your brand and do whatever it is that you want to do and then maybe you might have a spot for me and then we can talk more about mm-hmm. that And most of, I mean, a lot of the bookings that I've gotten have been, like, me doing something like that. Like, I mean, when when I was wrestling for 1CW for a little bit there, like, they had a, a place for me on the card, like, every show. Like, I give Sean Carlson credit for that. Like, he made sure that he had had something for me because I, I was showing up and I was helping set up and I was being like, hey, like, do you need this? Do you need that? And a lot of people think that they're above that. Um I mean, again, like, you never really stop, like, paying your dues. You shouldn't anyway. I don't know. No, you're absolutely right about that. You shouldn't stop paying your dues. That's actually what kind of helped me out because um, I know when I was here, I showed up to an event for Beyond Wrestling called Water, Water Everywhere. I just showed up. I wanted to help out. I found mm-hmm. out they were actually just down the street from where I live, and I went and helped them out. And the next thing you know, uh, like, I asked, hey, you want to, I think might have an open spot on, you know, the wrestling open 
do you want to come? And I was like, of course, because that was my since 20, like since January of 2023. And to be fair, actually, since July of 2022, my whole deal was I wanted to get on the wrestling open. I've been like wanting mm-hmm. to get on the show ever since it started because I was like, this is like a great concept. It's a weekly show. It's an indie show. And it's in Massachusetts where like I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people here, so it can make it easy for me to kind of like pop in, like stay a couple nights with some friends and stuff like that, mm-hmm. work, and then you know go away. And then, as fate would have it, a full year later, I end up moving here, and now it's like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. Now we're here. So what are we gonna? How are we gonna do this? And so I got, you know, I did that, and I got on the, the wrestling open, and now I just come and help out every week. And though they don't have anything for me. I I'm okay with that. I'm gonna keep showing up, keep helping out, keep doing it, and then maybe someday they're gonna be like, "Hey, yo, uh, you weren't you like a mercenary type guy <laughs> with like a sense of humor? Cool, we need you. Like, come on the show." <laughs> they definitely remember things like that, and that actually helped me out with. Um, I know it's networked me with another promotion because actually it was funny because Sean Carlson actually was the one that got me connected with. Uh, a promotion in Maine called Supernova Wrestling. And uh, uh-huh. when I got to work there, I got to make my debut in Maine. Um, it was because of Sean. And, you know, he had put it in words in there that, like, one, like, I was a, I was a good worker and that, like, I would help out with whatever you guys needed them, whatever they needed me to do. And obviously he wasn't wrong because they wanted me to come back. They're like, hey, mm-hmm. we need you. You know, and I ended up working twice at a show that I was only supposed to work at a Rumble. Like, that was the only mm-hmm. thing I was supposed to do was this Rumble spot. And they're like, hey, uh, we had a bunch of call-offs. Can you uh, can you work a 10-minute match? And I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so you always have to be kind of, like, open to, like, one, helping out. But two, just be ready. And you don't ever have to be ready if you're always ready. So just mm. be ready to be on the show. But tell me, man, what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn being uh, being in the business so far? Um, I guess one that the business doesn't revolve around me, so to speak. Um, I mean, when I was like first getting in, I was like 17, 16 years old. So like, I, I mean, I was young and I, I know that I still had a lot of like, life experience that I I needed to get, you know, before I could, like, fully understand, like, even something like wrestling. And, um, I mean, yeah, a lot of of lessons learned by, like, me talking back and whatnot and me, like, not necessarily listening to, like, a promoter's idea of me or me, like, thinking that I'm better than whoever and whatnot. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, the biggest like advice I would give anyone like coming up in wrestling is really just to you know keep to yourself as far as like the controversial like whatever opinions you may have like everyone has opinions but just I mean try to try to get them across in a respectful way like don't bash anyone don't bury anyone don't you know because you can get your point across, like, you can say that you think that you're this, or you think that you're worth this, or worth that without burying anyone, like, yeah, again, like, that's a concept that I had to learn the hard way, but, I mean, I'm still here now, like, people have been gracious enough to, like, hear me out, and, like, 
help me with this promotion that I'm starting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a very important thing to one, like, if you think your opinion might be controversial, like, find a very tactful way to say it. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that a lot of people kind of forget too is that, like, everybody's watching the show, right? And a lot of people are going to have, like, a lot of opinions. And you kind of have to, like, heed people's opinions, right? So, like, I'm not saying, like, discard them, right? But take them in, right? Pick out the, pick out the pieces that are going to stick to you. And then kind of, you know, I don't want to say discard the rest, but kind of discard the rest. Like, just get, like, but don't do it in front of me. Like, oh, no, I like this and this, and I'm not going to use that. But, like, definitely, like, make sure that you're just being respectful in the locker room because that's, like, mm-hmm. the biggest thing that you have to look for, right? And be, be respectful in the show, too. And I've had a couple other people who are more veteran than me who have asked me to, like, watch over their matches and stuff and, like, critique them. And it's, like, I've had a lot of people ask me to critique their matches. And it's weird because, like, you know, I've only been doing this for just under just under four years now. And, like, mm. to have these guys who have been doing this for 20, 30, 20 plus years ask me for advice, I'm like, that's why I like it. Because I think what they're looking for is just some fresh eyes to look at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But then the second part is it's kind of nerve-wracking because you don't want to step on somebody's toes and then say something and then have them retort back. They're like, well, this is why I did that. I'm like, cool, but that's not what I saw. And that's what you're asking me for. And so you kind of have to, like, it's a double-edged sword of something that you kind of have to like, just be be ready to hear anything back. <laughs> but we're gonna get over to one of my favorite segments of the Three Count Podcast, and that is the Three Count Podcast Three Count Questions. Mr. Bailey, this is how it works. I'm gonna fire off ten questions at you rapid fast, and uh, mm-hmm. whatever your answer is, that's your answer. Sounds good. All right. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for ad pressure. <gasps> Bing! And in the words of my favorite announcer, Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite movie? Uh, Taxi Driver. Okay. Uh, Apple or Android? Apple. Uh, favorite actor? That's a hard one. I don't say enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. Okay. Favorite cartoon? Um, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Courage the Cowardly Dog is a great pick. Uh, Justice League or Avengers? Avengers. Uh, favorite podcast? Three Count. That's right, because we don't have this marketed everywhere that you guys can actually see right now. <laughs> uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Let's get JT Funk on here. Has he been on here? JT Funk? Yeah. Yeah, he has been on He's here. been on there? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, I guess anyone from anything ever? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Sam Punk would be cool. That'd be a good one to have on here. I like that. Well, you know what? I like that a lot. I like that. Whether he goes on the show or whether he watches the show or not, we, we're going to find out one way or another. CM Punk, we need you on the show. Uh, last I hope he's watching. Last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on the show, favorite curse word? Fuck. 
it's very uh expressive it's it's rough it's aggressive it could be soft but neutral it be, yeah it could be it could be soft it'd be nice you'd be like fuck or you'd be like yeah, fuck. yeah. <laughs> i've been telling people in this video right that it's on youtube it's called uh mm-hmm. history of the f word right it's like a minute and 39 seconds long it's on youtube it was viral before viral like became a thing um mm. and i tell everybody they need to go check it out because it is so hilarious about like they talk about the usage of the f word and where you can actually insert it into other words to exemplify that word <laughs> mm. <laughs> so it's awesome <laughs> But hey, those are all the questions I do have for you. So the last thing I need is for you to let our viewers and our listeners where they can find you. Uh, you can find me mainly on Instagram at who is Kenyon. Uh, I'm on Facebook to Kendrick Bailey, Kenyon Roland, whichever. Uh, you can follow Pro, Pro Wrestling Altered on Instagram too. Uh, that's mainly where I do all the fucking wrestling stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Well, there you go. He gave you all the handles. He told you about where you can find Pro Wrestling Alter. And you know what that means. Like, every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take this home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast. This is now into ring, and I'm your host, Clever Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And... You know, like every good shirt, but it's never about me. It's about who's entering. So who's entering? You can see him right there, Kendrick Bailey himself. And you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or you're legitimately just following us on all of our social media platforms, which you can see down here below. You're even following us on our YouTube channel. You're either following us on Spotify. You're subscribed to us on Amazon Music. You're even leaving those five-star frog slash reviews on Apple Podcasts, you're buying our merch on ProWrestlingTees.com or ForYourWear.com. You're even checking us out on, uh, I'm trying to figure out, Rumble, whatever else other platforms are out there. Because we're everywhere, it seems like. So you're doing all those things. You're checking us out. You're telling your friends about us. You're leaving those comments. You're telling your families about us. You're leaving those shares. And you're even telling your pet dog, who you probably, you know, pushed to the side by now so you watch this video. You're telling him about it. You're sharing this video with even the people you don't like because we like everybody, even if they don't like us. But more importantly, you don't have stuff talking about it or, uh, you know, you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro. And then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Kawaii. <laughs>